Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. Do you know who you're trying to target with your live video show? A lot of times people think it's everyone, but guess what? It's not. Audience identification is a major key in laying the groundwork to success, and it's not something that you can build overnight. On this week's episode, we're going to discuss how to identify an audience for your live streaming show. So I want to go and bring on Jim Fuse. Jim, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Christian, and it's great to be here. And so people say, well, what is an avatar? Well, an avatars, I know it's you're probably thinking about the movie and the book, but it's not. But what we have to think of is it's also known as a buyer persona. When you look out, say, and are visualizing who is it that I am trying to connect with and who I'm trying to sell to, they look like someone. And so what we're going to do today is talk about not only the fact that you can have one avatar, but you could have multiple avatars, and we highly recommend it, 10 ways that you can build your buyer persona or avatar for your live streaming show. And so we're going to start out with number one, and that's the background. Who are they? Are they a business person? Are they a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad? Uh, are they a school teacher? Are they a golfer? Because there's so many different types of niches that you can create. And part of that background is going to be who are these people that you're thinking about? And like in our case, we're looking for people that want to live stream. What do they look like? What do you think about that, Christian? Well, I definitely think that you want to make sure you focus on having multiple buyer personas. And this is because each one is going to potentially be at different stages of the sales funnel. So for example, if I'm a business owner and it's the first time I'm actually meeting you, I might not necessarily be ready to be buying anything from you. So you do have to know who you're trying to target. And obviously there are plenty of identifiers here that we want to discuss. So, okay. Number one, the background. What's number two, Jim? Number two is identifiers. Are they from a certain geographic area? You know, maybe you're talking to people in Chicago or in the Southeast or in the West because you've got a certain very unique thing. Um, are they moms or dads, uh, entrepreneurs? I mean, what are, what are some other identifiers that you can think of, Christian? Uh, definitely a small business owner. So you could have somebody who's, you know, a small business owner. You could have somebody in the, you know, the B2B and the B2C space, for example, you know, knowing where your identifier is. So for example, their location that also influences the way that you speak on your show, the terminology that you use. For example, if I am going to try to reach somebody who is, you know, in the B2B space, there's certain terms that they're used to hearing. And so if you're using, for example, phrases that are, you know, I want to say more low level, maybe, you know, they aren't necessarily geared towards that type of customer. That person, for example, might not tune into your show because it's not meeting their needs. So uh, we have backgrounds, we have identifiers. What's the third one, Jim? 
the next one is going to be goals. And because they've got a goal in listening to your content or a goal if they're buying your product. So they're expecting to get certain things. You need to figure out what are their goals in order to identify who these people are. Uh, You got some examples of goals that you could think of, Christian? Well, I I think you also have to look at it like this. You and I talked about this earlier at the beginning of the show, and that's the fact that we're targeting users who are getting into live streaming, or maybe they've given it, you know, a go, but they've not actually gotten their show off the ground. We're not necessarily targeting the advanced user at the moment with Launcher Live. So for example, that's our goal. So we know that we don't want to immediately just dump a whole bunch of really advanced software on people. Our goal is to give you the confidence to get into live streaming so that you can continue once you have that confidence building that show to where, you know, it is a much more advanced show. So, and that, and that's a great point. Cause when you think of goals as well, right. They always talk about, you set goals, but if you set them too high, you'll never get there. Mm-hmm. So I, I love how you describe how the fact that our goal is to help you get started and get that confidence to move forward. Not necessarily like to have this show that's at the top of the world, you know, from the get go, because it'll, it'll be overwhelming. And that leads to our fourth area, which is challenges. We must remember, we are actually all problem solvers. What is your problem? And I I like to use the word challenges. So we're helping you solve your challenges. And that's what when people say that they search for stuff, they're searching for a solution to their problem or challenge. So in our case, we're helping we, people with the challenge of how do I start a live streaming show? What do I need to do? Uh, you know, so think of it in terms of what challenge or problem are you helping to solve for your buyer persona, your avatar? Any any other thoughts on that, Christian? I would say this as well. So if you're focusing on challenges, you also want to look at it from a steps perspective. So for example, I'm not going to just publish one episode and say like, Hey, I'll solve all your problems in one episode. It needs to be, you know, very focused. So for example, in this case of launch your live, we're not going to just say, this is the equipment you need to use. This is the software you need to use. And then all of a sudden like, Hey, you're on your own. You know, when we talk about helping you solve your problems, we want to take you step by step and that, you know, helps indicate what kind of show you should be producing. So every episode could be one another step, one extra step in that process. So for example, like let's talk uh, real estate, Jim. So for example, if somebody is in the real estate business, they're not necessarily going to, you know, and say you're going to teach somebody uh, how to use social media for real estate. You know, you're not going to just jump into, okay, let's just uh, set up a Facebook page and let's uh, go about, you know, creating a whole bunch of videos and let's make a whole bunch of, you know, beautiful graphical posts just because that seems like the right thing to do. You need to know who your audience is that you're trying to target. In that case, if you're trying to target the real estate agent to, for example, empower the real estate agent to use social media more or to use it better, then you want to make sure you know, you're addressing what their problems are. For example, it could be, hey, if I'm a real estate agent and I want to do live video, here's how I go about doing that. Here's how I might show a house, for example, over live video. Here's how I might do that now that people are mostly under lockdown or, you know, being not permitted to go actually to a physical property. So, hey, here's another problem that I'm solving because right now, for example, real estate agents, 
They can't just sell a house uh, because they can't take the person there and give them the experience. So they have to think about that in the content they're producing. So what's next, Jim? Next is going to be in the fifth area we're going to talk about is demographics. What's their gender? What's their age? And income level are some of the things that you want to think about. You know, are they are they married? Are they single? What's their family size? Because this is going to impact not only how you target things, because at times you may have to think about, like as an example, if we're working with someone that is a single mom that wants to start a live show, we have to help think for them to think about how do I overcome my kids making a bunch of noise when I'm trying to go live. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be uh, sensitive to their going back to challenges. What are some of those things they do? And, you know, the, the whole thing, going back to what we talked about earlier, we're not looking for everyone. Because right. if you try to go for everyone, you'll get no one. If you just had, you know, ask yourself this. If you got 10 to 20 customers that were consistently paying you the price that you wanted, would that be enough? Probably. So I think the demographics is important because it really leads in to the next area. And but before we go, go there, Christian, any other thoughts on demographics? Am I missing anything? Uh, I don't think we've missed anything. I mean, you talked about gender. We talked about age. We talked about income level. You know, I think that's uh, all really important. I mean, I mean, maybe just, you know, maybe the person's uh, like what type of worker they are, for example, you know, if you're a blue collar or white collar worker and that type of thing. Uh, but what's the next one, Jim? Yes, because what you just said ties into where do they spend their time online? You know, are they on YouTube? Are they on LinkedIn, Facebook? You know, the number of platforms continues to grow Twitter. And why is this important? For a couple of reasons. The average salary of a person on LinkedIn is $75,000. So you, if you're looking for those B2B people, those people that have a higher income, you know, or even companies that have bigger budgets, you're probably going to want to spend your time on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And despite what a lot of people may be saying today, not on TikTok, you're also going to find that that's going to lead into the type of products they use you know, and, and that sort of thing, which we'll get into a little bit more. So where they spend their time online is important because that's where you need to be promoting your shows. So if you're not present there, you at least need to maybe think of creating a presence for social listening. So where people spend their time online is another of the critical factors. Anything you want to add to that, Christian? Um, just the fact that you know, just because somebody says, hey, I have a presence on all of these social media platforms, for example, Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and uh, Instagram, for example, if they say they have a presence there, that's great. But you want to make sure that you're also going to a place where they're active as well. So, you know, to your point, if I'm trying to reach customers in the B2B space, LinkedIn is definitely the place to go. It's not going to be Facebook. It's not going to be your Facebook page necessarily. And then it comes down to who the buyer is you're trying to target. So for example, if I'm trying to target somebody in the tech space and I'm trying, let's say I'm trying to target a CEO or a high level executive, they're not, and I, I can tell you this from experience, they're not going to be on Facebook, you know, interacting in Facebook groups for the most part, uploading a lot of stuff to their profile or running a Facebook page. For the most part, they're going to be on LinkedIn. And so, you know, that does change who you're, you know, where you're, posting your content 
uh, where you're running your show, for example. So, you know, if you're doing a Facebook live and you're trying to reach the B2B customer, they're going to probably be over on LinkedIn. So you may want to work on getting LinkedIn live access as opposed to just doing your show on Facebook. And that actually, you know, gets to the point where there are simulcasting tools. So you can be, you know, native on your social media platform. So for example, I could do a Facebook live, but if I know that my customer is on LinkedIn, or maybe I want to do a little split testing there, that's where I could use a tool such as StreamYard that we use, where it allows us to simulcast to these different channels. We could simulcast our show instead of doing one episode. And then the following week, do one on, you know, do one on Facebook one week and one on LinkedIn the next we could simulcast to two places and then look at the analytics, look at the data and see where we're getting the most viewers and not just viewers, where we're getting the most engagement. So for example, on Facebook, if people are watching the replay, that's great. But if no one's engaging at all and they're doing that on LinkedIn, LinkedIn might be the best place to go. So I would say, you know, paying attention to spending where, how much time somebody spends online on these platforms, definitely key because you want to make sure that you are, I'm going to give you an analogy here, I guess fishing in the right pond. So, you know, there's a lot, each social media channel is a pond that you can go and fish in, but you want to make sure you're, you know, going where the fish are. So uh, what's next, Jim? Next is going to be, what are their favorite brands? And you may say like, well, why is that important? Well, as an example, uh, you know, Christian and I use different microphones. We, you know, use Logitech cameras. So in our case, those brands, Logitech, Samson, uh, you know, and, and some other stuff that, that, you know, we can think about like Mac computers. If we're talking about that stuff, or mm-hmm. if we uh, see people that are talking about that stuff, we can target them as things that we want to talk about because they're like, oh, well, here's another way I can use this product as an example in a live mm-hmm. show. So, if you know what they like, you, you know, that in itself becomes a commonality that allows you to connect with them because you can speak the same language because, you know, Christian and I both, you know, have used windows in the past, but have become really big Apple users. So mm-hmm. sometimes we forget what the other half is like. That's definitely really, really, really important, you know, to pay attention to. So obviously, you know, if you know what brands you can tie this into your audience building tactics, you can talk about some of those products during your show. Again, it also, so by talking about certain products, for example, if you talk about just Apple products, then, you know, if your customers are only using Windows, you're missing out, for example, there. So that's where knowing who the buyer persona is that you're trying to target uh, with your live streaming show, you know, it's it's very important. Okay, Jem, what's item number eight? Item number eight, probably one of your favorite ones, is what are the websites that they like to visit? Because one thing is, if you have your own website, mm-hmm. you can be creating backlinks to those websites and and possibly get some traffic even from those their websites if they really like what you're doing. And you can also be putting the links to the, some of these products as well. And so it gets into the blog post and everything else. But if you know what websites they're using, there's actually ways to target people on other websites when you're doing your audience building. What do you think about that, Christian? Um, I definitely think that, you know, backlinks are very important. Another thing also, if I'm using certain products, I put that into maybe an article that I'm writing and then that website can see who is actually linking back to them. And they might actually reach out to me and, 
if I'm sending a considerable amount of traffic from my content to theirs and they see there's some synergy, they actually might reach out to you and want to invite you to, for example, bring on a sponsor onto your live show, which that's something we're going to talk about for sure on a future episode. Uh, but that is something that you want to also make sure you're doing and make sure you have a website, by the way, don't just rely on your social media platforms. Don't just use your you know, your YouTube channel or your Facebook live, it's great to put the content there, but you don't own the content necessarily. You own the content on your website. So, you know, and your website also gives you multiple opportunities to then, you know, get in front of the customer, whether it's getting them to read one article, or maybe they check out another article that happened to not show up in Google search, but they found it on your website. So that's uh, really important. So Jim, what's number nine? Number nine is what's their favorite technology? And you might say, well, why is that important? The user on experience on these different platforms, as an example, are they using mobile devices? Are they using a desktop? Are they an Apple or an Android user? They're all going to have an impact on how you come across both visually and even through an auditory standpoint. So you need to think about this. And not only that, but these can also be things that you target. As an example, at, at the time of this recording, Apple just announced iOS 14. It's going to make a lot of changes to the Apple ecosystem. So these might be the sort of things that you would maybe talk about on your social post, get, getting those people attracted to find out more about you. Because once again, we've built that common interest. I mean, any, any other thoughts on that, on technology? Um, I think it's important to just pay attention to, you know, the mobile and desktop debate. You know, if your users are viewing on mobile, and let's say, you know, this comes down to like the way your show is structured. If, for example, they're using mobile and you're trying to, you know, give them this like screen share, but it's hard for them to see, they can't necessarily, you know, you need to know that because that actually impacts how you build your show or how you actually like what you show during your show. Uh, for example, you know, if you're primarily streaming from like a laptop and you're showing them things that they're trying to view on mobile, you need to make sure you test that experience. Uh, so that, you know, you can uh, meet them in the middle, meet them where they're at, basically. Uh, same whole, whole, the same thing for Apple and Android. You know, there may be certain things that you're recommending that are only uh, iPhone or iOS based, for example, or Apple based. And, you know, if there's, if there's a counterpart for Android, you might want to also be aware of that so you can tell people because you are going to get the questions. We get a lot on our show as well, uh, or on social chatter, people ask, you know, is there an Android equivalent to some of the things we recommend? So we try to come up with something to make sure that we are, uh, you know, catering to uh, those two different, I don't want to say they're even two, there are two types of audiences, but there are two types of users. So you could have a, a certain demographic user that uses iOS and the same demographic user that uses Android. Uh, so keep that in mind. So Jim, what's number 10? Number 10 is what are their interests? Because interests are, once again, another area that we, we find, what do they have in common? You know, it could be certain sport sporting events, not that there's been a lot of late. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be like, where do they shop? Are they online shoppers? Do they shop in a store? You know, what's the, maybe their favorite food? Are there different kinds of like family activities that they like? Are they outdoor people? Are they indoor people? I mean, Knowing these interests, you will sometimes find there, once again, there's a common theme amongst your audience. And, and this kind of goes back to something that we hit on earlier. As you start to build your audience, you will find 
that a lot of the social media platforms, if you have a business account, which is critical, will start to give you what we call insights to tell you this is the age and the demographics of the people that are actually engaging with your content. Uh, any Anything you want to add there, Christian? Um, just the fact that you should pay attention to the insights. You don't have to obsess about it, but you do want to make sure you go in and make sure that it aligns with who you think you are creating as your avatar. For example, you know, if you're, again, going back to the B2B space here, if you say, I'm trying to target the executive and you're getting, for example, on your Facebook page that your insights say your audience is 18 to, what is it, 18 to like 25 or something like that, you know, there's there are very few 18 to 25-year-old executives within a company. So you want to make sure that, you know, what you're visualizing as your buyer persona matches up with the one that, you know, your Facebook account is telling you uh, who you're trying to actually, who, who they think you're. Uh, main uh, user is. So, uh, you know, one thing I want to also talk about real quick is, you know, we're talking about identifying audience for your live streaming show. When you start your show, you want to make sure that you also pay attention to the people that are joining, you know, and uh, this is a key, I think we've talked about this before, Jim, about how, you know, it's really good to recognize the people as they join your show. So for example, if you go live and you notice there's five people, identify those people, thank them, you know, thank you. So-and-so, 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 but also make sure after your show, you spend a little bit of time going back and looking at those people's profile and see who they are and get to know them a little bit better because you know, you might identify immediately if you have five people, they could be all the same type of buyer, or maybe they're all individual ones. And, you know, again, I mean, this is the buyer that you have in your business. Chances are they're going to be the same one that's going to view your live stream content. So you want to make sure that your show, you know, is really uh, catering to that. For example, you know, if I'm going to start a live streaming show on something that is related to kids, for example, or it's something that parents can take back to their kids, for example, then I've identified a specific buyer right there, a specific persona or avatar that I want to target, you know? And so I do have to keep that in mind. Anything else you want to add, Jim, about identifying an audience for your live streaming show? No, I think, I think uh, those are some great points. And so I'm going to summarize the 10 ways that uh, you want to build your avatar or your buyer persona. Remember the background, the identifiers, the goals, the challenges, the demographics, where are they spending time online? What are their favorite brands? What are their favorite websites? Their favorite tech? And finally, number 10, what are their interests? And so with that, Christian, you want to take us out? So I want to thank everybody for tuning in to episode 16 of the Launch Your Live podcast. If you want to check out any of these items that Jim just highlighted, go to launcher.live forward slash EP16. Thanks for tuning in to episode 16 of the Launch Your Live podcast. We'll see you all next time. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. 
Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.